0: thank you for tuning in at ravenna assembly of god we hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it if you want to tune in to more messages log on to ravennaag.com and search under the media tab thank you and god bless
1: this message is is, is a message that's truly on my heart for a number of reasons number one because it's personal as well it's experiential in my own life It is also a message that continues on concerning relationship. We talked about our first love last week, and this week I want to talk about you, yourself. Because I really believe that we can't get past, if we can't get past some things in our own life, how in the world will we establish a really genuine relationship, not just with somebody else, but with God as well? And and so would you turn to your neighbor one more time and say get ready. We're about to take off. Now, turn to your other neighbor and tell him walls down. Why do I say that? Cuz I'm going to ask you to expose yourself tonight or this morning. Did I just say I didn't say that right? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a meeting earlier in my office getting ready for the annual business meeting. that will be coming up in the beginning of March. And as we went through the, the some of the membership, the, the top of the list said, Active Men Partners. And we all looked at each other and said, this is probably going to have to change. We, we don't want that title over us again. But uh, this morning... I want to get into this. And let me just, uh, again, say to you, this probably is not going to be a message that you shout me down on, but if you'd like to, I'd be more than happy for you to. But this is the title of the message. If you have your hand out, you have the same thing. It's Dealing with Hurt, otherwise known as Healing Your Heart. Dealing with Hurt. And, and, And I want to underscore this and talk about this this morning because... You know, well, let's go to Scripture first, then we'll get into some of this. It says in John chapter 5, it says, after, there, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, a pool, by the sheep gate, a pool which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great number In these lay a great number. In these lay a great number of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 5 says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he had already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Lord, lead us this morning, guide us. May we be transparent before you with our walls down, exposed in a way that your spirit reaches and touches us. Deal with us, I pray, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. now, some of you might need healing in your hearts this morning because the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, neither are the Browns, so you can be happy. But today's the big game, right? The big game. Everybody's getting things planned. You got the afternoon going. You got your, your, your party kind of thing going, getting ready for tonight, you know, More food, I won't talk about it anymore, but it's the big game. Now, the thing I want you to remember about this as we get into this this morning is that players on both sides are there who are injured and can't play. And there are also players who are injured and they're going to play. They're going to play injured. And then there are players who will be injured while they're playing. And just like injury is a part of football, injury is, is also a part of life. The only way to make sure you will not be injured is to not play. So our text, it points or paints this picture of a great number of people. They are broken. They're disabled, and they're just all lying at the pool. And you can't help but, but read that text and, and think of the great number of people today. There is an epidemic, I believe, an epidemic portion of people who are broken, people who are injured, people who are disabled people who are hurting people and I'm talking about the inside friend I'm not talking about the outside here the Bible calls them the broken hearted the broken hearted the word heart in scripture is a a reference to our in, entire soul and spirits so when you read the word heart that's that's what it's talking about. Out of the abundance of the heart, the inside of a person, the mouth what? Speaks. As a man thinketh in his heart, what? So is he. So when you read that word hurt, it's about the inside. So so when the scripture talks about the broken hearted, it not only applies to the people who are in mourning, mourning the loss of, of, a, of a relationship or a loved one. In fact, I think sometimes we, we minimize this today with, with, with everything from, from songs to, you know, you know, I can go into everything I ever wanted to learn about a broken heart. I learned from listening to Western country, Western music. I won't go there. But but you know, we've got all these she broke my heart. Well, forget it. But we label that broken heart. Somebody broke my heart. And then we really know what it's like and to to, to really have our our heart broken with the loss of a friend, with the loss of a loved one who passes into eternity. It's hard. It, it, there is no two ways about it. It's it's hard. But what I want you to see this morning is that when we read the Bible about the brokenhearted, it's not just limited to that kind of brokenness. It's bigger than that. It's wider than that. It's deeper than that, and it applies to every one who has ever been hurt or is hurting. On the inside. What we're looking at and what we're talking about is about people coming to terms with healing in their life. Let me first point this out, and that is that God can heal you everywhere that you hurt. I'll say it again God can heal you everywhere you hurt. He can heal you spiritually. He can heal you emotionally, physically, financially, financially. Financially, He can heal you. Whether you've made mistakes or or something's made a mistake on you, (laughs) He can restore you back to health in your relationships Financially, do me a favor. Just turn to your neighbor and tell them, I don't have to stay hurt. Now, some of you are stubborn, stiff-necked people who want to stay hurt because that defines you. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that. This is one of the most important things for you to know in your life that I'm going to tell you right now. It's in your notes. I hope you underline it and rescore it. But pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. Pain is unavoidable, but staying hurt is optional. If you are hurting today, hey, you're in good company but here's what you also need to know you can look to around you to the left of you to the right of you you can look in front of you behind you and there's a miracle in front of you right now there are people who have had miracles breakthroughs people who have been healed we all go through things in life that hurt and cause pain on the inside Some of it's very traumatic, hurts, it's caused pain on the inside. Some of it's, again, very traumatic, abandonment, abusive, betrayal. Sometimes it can be as simple as not being picked for the team. Even though you're only seven years old at the time, it's devastating in your mind. Trust me. I've been there never got picked first for a basketball team but friend it can be a rejection that happens from somebody some people might think it's you know it's no big deal for you but for you your heart is broken it's hurting there's young people There's teenagers that are hurting today. And to them I would say, you're not alone in hurting. Everybody has hurts. We all deal with pain. Pain is unavoidable. Staying hurt is optional. Jesus said he came when he was declaring his mission back in Luke chapter 4. He said that I am here. The Father has sent me to heal the broken hearted. The problem with us is that that so many of us assume that once hurt, always hurts. So many people are letting the hurt of their past mess up the hope of their future. Hello. I'll say it again. Many people are letting the hurt of their past mess up the hope of their future. It doesn't have to be that way, friend. It doesn't. In fact, take a look there at Psalm 34 in your notes. It says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 147 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Hello, somebody. Just because you have been hurt Does it mean that you have to stay hurt? Life in many ways is just like a football game. When you get up in the morning, you take the field of life. And guess what? When you take that field of life, you're going to be prone to injury. You are vulnerable to getting hurt. I can promise you that stuff is going to happen. That things are going to go down. Doesn't that just excite you? But the good news is that you can hurt and you can get healed. You don't have to embrace a label just because you've been hurt. You don't have to embrace a label, a temporary incident, as your entire story. Hello, friend. You can have a chapter that isn't your story. That is, unless you uh, rehearse it, nurse it, and make it your story. So no matter what you've been through, I can tell you that there are people who have been through the same or even greater pain today that are healed and that are healthy. And the reason I'm telling you this is because in reality, this is one of the lies that we buy into. And and when we buy into them, we end up saying things like, well, you, you, don't, you, you, don't, you just don't know what I've been through. And, and and we'll get into counseling or therapy sessions, and we want to announce to our counselor or therapist that, you know, we're the worst case that you've ever dealt with. You've never dealt with anybody like this. I can tell you right now. You just do not know. Look, we all, we have to all understand that, that, that there are people that... Wouldn't, we would not trade places with right now, to be honest. Why? Because those people are having pain that you don't have. And they are dealing with life in a way that you're not dealing with life. And what that does is it brings us to a reality that there are people who are going through what I have gone through and they have been healed and are becoming healthy on the other side of it. Friend, this should give us hope. Can somebody say amen? Uh, There was a pastor friend of mine in the past who got caught up in an extramarital affair. You can bet his wife was about as heartbroken as they come. He felt shame, regret, because he absolutely loved his wife. He he, he absolutely loved his family, and, and he didn't want to lose his family. So he asked for forgiveness. He went through our rehabilitation. And at the end of the process, she decided to forgive. And he started to give his best to it and fight for his marriage. As as in any case like that where there's hurt, listen, the pathway to healing is not easy. Especially when you've been betrayed at that level. But friend, listen to me on this point. Forgiveness has to be on repeat. Say that with me. Forgiveness has to be on repeat. I mean, you, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it's like a song. <laughs> and I've had this song that I've been playing, I don't know, for the past week and a half, two weeks. That, that whenever I get a chance and I'm by myself, I'll say to Alexa, Alexa, uh, please play this song. It's on my playlist. So it's, I, it's, it's playing over and over and over and over again. Now, you might think that would drive you crazy, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm milking that song for everything it's got. It's, 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 it's a simple song. It's just, but it speaks to me. I bless your name. I'll let you listen to it later, but, friend, forgiveness. forgive you just, you just can't make a decision when the hurt is deep. I mean, you can't say, you know, okay, God, okay, God, uh, you're right. You know, in Jesus' name, I forgive, and, and then just walk away. Because guess what's going to happen tonight? It's going to come to your mind again. And tomorrow morning, it's going to get right back in your face again. So you have to keep it on repeat. Because how many know there's no such thing as divine amnesia? That's my wife. You have to go to bed tonight saying, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that person who's hurt me. And I forgive them. And tomorrow morning, guess what? I'm going to do it all over again. Well, how long do I have to do that, Pastor? Well, Peter asked that question to Jesus, and he said 70 times 7. In other words, just keep on doing it. Why? Because it's not for them that we forgive. It's for us. I call it, you know, a pathway of healing. Look, Today, that couple I talked about that I was referring to was restored. They were healed. They they, they, they now laugh and love. And they're serving together in God's house. Just because you've been hurt doesn't mean that you have to stay hurt. So understand this next point. There are patterns in your pain. Now, if you, think, if you thought that the first part of this message kept you silent... Hang on. Let's go back to the man at the pool of Bethesda. and I want you to think with me about this. It had gone on for 38 years. 38 years. I believe that explains why when Jesus saw him and, and learned that he had been in this condition for 38 years you know i mean so why would jesus say do you want to be healed do you want to be made well he he saw the man who had been in that condition 38 years so a man who had been in that pattern because we as humans we 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 love patterns you you might not think you do but trust me you do you have a pattern. You gravitate into what is your pattern, and it becomes what we would call your comfort zone. And Jesus is getting ready to challenge this man's pattern. You have a 38-year-old man, or 38-year-old pattern, I should say. And in the same way that Jesus was disruptive, to the pattern in this man's life. He also wants to disrupt the pattern that pain has created in your life. The pattern. Somebody shout pattern. Hmm. It was weak, but I'll live with it. The, The pattern, I promise you, that if you're hurt, there is a pattern of pain in your life. Who you avoid. Who you don't talk to, what you do, who you hang out with. Patterns of being drawn into a relationship. I should say the wrong relationships. It seems like you get out of one and you jump right into another. Hurt people are drawn to hurt people. They're drawn to people who feel like they feel. Then they validate one another's feelings as if they're true. And they end up justifying it as if it's the right perspective. And the trouble here is they're seeing the world through the filter of their pain. Pattern. Pattern. There are, are patterns of self-destructive choices. Patterns of depression. Patterns of not getting out of bed, not wanting to pull the covers off of your head. Patterns of alcohol, patterns of overeating. Everybody say walls down. Now I'm just referring back to what I warned you about in the beginning. There's the pattern of not finishing what you started. Pattern. Pattern of leaving. Pattern of leaving home. Pattern of leaving churches. Pattern of leaving relationships, patterns of dogging pressure, walking away, and the favorite thing of a person who has mood swings. And and by the way, mood swings are a, are patterns that are caused by hurts, friend. Hurts in our life, and a favorite thing for a person. Who's in a mood swing is is just to say, I don't feel like it. To them, that's an acceptable explanation. (laughs) But We bought tickets to go to this, and and we said that we're going to do this. I, I just don't feel like it. It's time to get up and go to work today. You've only been on this job for a week. Well, I just, I don't feel like it. When you're hurting, what you feel in the moment, in the mood that you're in, becomes your only explanation. And for you, it's good enough. And everybody else ought to accept it. Because that is how I feel. Patterns. Patterns. Patterns of being thin-skinned. Tensing up. When, when playful teasing is going on, you got to be careful if somebody who has been hurt is in that scenario. You have the pattern of making excuses. The pattern of shifting blame. It's not me. It's them. It's not what I've done. It's what they did. Have you noticed how quiet it's gotten in the house this morning? That's because... What we're doing is all identifying. And and, and we all have had at least moments and days like this. Right? Seasons. Even if you are sitting there today going, I'm I'm not that way now, but I remember. I, I almost need somebody to say, Pastor, you're telling the truth. I got one. Thank you. Because I'm talking to you today out of my own experiences. There are are patterns that try to set up patterns in pain. It's, It's pattern of pain. And friend, when Jesus comes, he comes and he will always disrupt and challenge the pattern. Because to leave you in the pattern is to leave you in your pain. Please hear that. To leave you in the pattern is to leave you in your pain. So when he comes in, he's going to disrupt and challenge the pattern. I heard a story of two friends. And and I'll call call the one uh, Donna. Sorry, Donna, I'm not talking about you. And her her BFF, Amy, was her name. And Donna tells Amy that she doesn't want to be friends anymore. That she doesn't want to hang out anymore. I don't want you to call me. I don't want you to text me anymore. And and it really catches Amy off guard. I mean, it's it's devastating. It hurts. So uh, out of concern, a few weeks later, Amy goes ahead and texts Donna anyway and says, You don't have to answer me. I just wanted to say that I hope you're doing well. And within seconds, Donna answers the text. She says, oh, I'm so excited to hear from you. I I didn't mean what I said about not wanting to be your friend. I I just wanted to see if it mattered enough for you to come after me. Now, now think about this. (laughs) In the twisted pain, the hurt person thinks that it is okay for them to say hurtful things and walk away. And if the other person doesn't come after them, then they blame the other person, saying that if you cared, you would come after me. If you cared, you would make the phone call. Twisted. And yes, I'm saying that's twisted. Because you want to know why that sounds odd to a lot of people? It's because there's so much unhealthy interaction going on that, that when we hear health we, we really don't know what it is we identify sometimes being healthy as, 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 as being not compassionate or not caring or not loving we get caught up in what I call these twisted versions of manipulation which by the way is what that is let me just say this you know, and, and we've lived through this era of the WWJD. What would Jesus do? Or in my house, it's we want jelly donuts. <laughs> but a lot of people would come up and say, oh, he would chase her. You know, he, he'd go after her. He, he would text her. He, he'd have called her. That's what Jesus would do. Well, back up for a moment, please, because no, that's not true. One day, one man walked away and Jesus looked at the rest and said, are you guys going to go too? You guys want to go? Now, I'm not saying that, that you should never assure your friend of your love. Don't get extreme on me here this morning. I'm just saying to you that there is this manipulation that unhealthy people use. And when you're healthy, and you see it, you have to draw the line and say, just wait a cotton-picking minute. I will not allow you in your lack of health to manipulate me. If you have friends right now who are unhealthy, one of the things then I want you to understand is that you and I do not have the power to help people Who will not help themselves. But love is not being manipulated. And and whatever you want me to do. And friend love is, is, is tough sometimes. Amen. Love says we are not doing that. Enough to say you need help. Love does that sometimes friend. It might be the most uncomfortable thing in the world. But sometimes it has to be said. That there's some help needed here. In our text, when Jesus saw that he had been in this condition or this pattern for a long time, he just asked him a question: "That question, do you want to get well?" well what is he? What he is saying here is: Are you ready to abandon that pattern? A thirty-eight year pattern. Are you ready to abandon that pattern? Now, please, this morning, think with me a little bit. You use your mind. We talk about this a lot. Get into the head a little bit. Go beyond the lines in the Scripture and imagine real life. He had made friends around the pattern. His friends were at the pool. The people who took him to the pool were his friends. The people who brought him food were his friends. Healthier people, when they came by, they, they, they would help him. They would support him, but they also just gave him a pass. They didn't expect much out of him other than the pattern. Have you, anybody know what it's like to have to have explained to your friends... I'm sorry, to to other people, your friend. When when they acted a certain way, he said certain things. So you go to these other people and you say, well, they, they've been hurt, you know. And maybe, just maybe, people are explaining maybe you to other people. <laughs> okay, I better go on. Look, uh, honestly... And, and I shared this this morning in the prayer room. It's not, this is not a message that I've been so excited to share with you. Understand, I'm just the messenger here. And, and I need to tell you, this is not shame. This is not condemnation. I'm talking about hope this morning. Hope. Somebody shout hope. Wow. Okay. Can somebody shout healing? Yeah, because that's... Mm-hmm. Look. When you want something that you've never had, you've got to do something that you've never done. So Jesus is kind of setting it all up, saying, do you want to get well? Because I'm about to tell you to do something that you haven't done in 38 years. Hello? Hello? And your life from that moment forward, you are going to do things that you haven't done in 38 years. Are you up for this? And then Jesus boldly reached out and said to him, get up and pick up your mat. Now, right there, we're like, you know, wow, yeah, man, it's a miracle. Did you see, wow, it's a miracle. Time out, okay? question. Was he healed on the ground? Like, you know, as he laid there? I just, I don't think so. But we're like, yeah, he's healed, man. He's healed. Truth is, and when you really take a look sometimes at the miracles in Scripture, the within the Bible, people were healed as they chose a new pattern. For example, Nahum was healed after he obeyed the prophet and went down to the muddiest river and put himself under the mud seven times. The lepers were healed when they were on their way. So with, for example, this man, I don't think, you know, he's laying there and all of a sudden, and the muscles begin to bulge. And the next thing you know, he's standing there with a big S on his chest. No, I don't think so. I I believe that he started to try to move and try to do the things that he had not done, that he could do. And as he did what he could do, he was able to do more. I'm thinking there had to be a a season as well where, where this guy is reorientating himself and pushing himself to do things different than what he had done them up until now. I mean, get into the mindset. How did he feel when people stopped treating him as a person in need? Because for 38 years, that's how he was treated. Was it uncomfortable? Because man... You're, you're, you're not bringing me any sandwiches anymore. I mean, I can see his parents going, Wow, we're, we're so happy. Are you going to get a job and move out of the house now? <laughs> That's why some people don't want to be healed. Listen. And, and hear this. Just like there is pattern in our pain, there is pattern in our healing. Let me say that again. Just like there is pattern in our pain, there is... and I can just feel his presence right now doing something. somebody needs to receive that man it's just as simple you're not here by accident and you're fighting this thing you don't like this word this morning that's because God's getting in your stuff and messing with you because that's not the pattern friend when pain comes into our life it changes us but only you can decide how it's changing you it never leaves us the same every time I have felt pain felt that somebody did me wrong every time I have I have felt betrayal every time I feel rejection every time I feel things that are like that I I, I do my best in in the very moment but I gotta get into a pattern again I've done this before but now I've got to do this pattern again and with the different rounds of hurt. I've, I've got to keep walking by faith and not by sight. Hello? Some people might say, well, why don't you just be real about it, Pastor? Why? Because I'm developing a pattern of healing. I can't just walk in the pattern of pain and be healed. I've got to walk in the pattern of health to be healed. So, I got to go against what I feel like doing. Somebody hear that? I got to go against what I feel like doing. You can't walk by feelings, you've got to walk by faith. I, I-, I believe God's got something greater for you. God has some great things planned in your house, with your spouse, with your children, for years to come. But right now, he just needs you to do what you don't feel like doing and to begin to walk by faith, not by feelings. You don't have to stay hurt. You know, life hurts sometimes. Hello? It's painful. But understand me, it is also the tactic of of your enemy to push you back into a corner and get you in a place where you stop a pattern of health. And when you're hurting, you can't go to the pattern of pain and hurt and realize healing. But it is a choice. You can either go to the pattern of pain and hurt or you can go to the pattern of health. And I want to encourage you that there is healing in the pattern of health. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to be like the man at the pool. I'm going to start moving a little bit. I'm going to start rising up. I'm I'm not going to, to stay here by the grace of God any longer. You know why? Because God has healing and He came to heal the brokenhearted. That includes me. He is my healer and He's your healer too. Can somebody say amen? I'll give Him praise. He's worthy. I want you to just close your eyes right where you're at and listen to the words of the song.
2: And they were free. They sang
1: You to find that place. We're here to pray with you. We want to pray over you. But this morning, if you've been hurt in any way, it can it can can be in any manner, in any fashion, as I try to explain this morning. But this morning, there has to be a choice in the pattern. The pattern has to change. Maybe it's been 38 years, but the pattern has to change for the healing to come. It's called the pattern of health. And so this morning, as that song plays again, I want to open up these altars and ask you, let's find a place again. Find a place where he pours out his love in our hearts through his Holy Spirit. This morning, let this be an altar of healing an altar of overcoming, an altar of breakthrough,
2: an altar of
1: miracles. Let's find that place. In the name of you, just go ahead and raise that music
2: up. Thanks, Gabe. Jesus